So the way I see it is you've got two choices. You or you can get ahead of what's coming so that when it does, not if, you're ready for it and you're sitting pretty, sipping on Mai Tais next to the pool, working on that Caribbean suntan because you got it covered. So folks, it's time for you to learn the truth about money. It's time for you to take back control of your money so that you are ready for what's about to happen. By doing that, you're setting yourself up for absolute success. No matter what comes your way, you're ready for it. And that's what I want for you, and I wanna help you with that. So go to chrisnoggle.com and sign up for the Wealth Webinar. We do them every Wednesday at 1 p.m., and you need to be there because it's time. For over 90 years, we've been crash testing our cars in the tireless pursuit of automotive safety. At Volvo, safety's been first since 1927. We've saved millions of lives with the invention of the three-point seatbelt in 1959. At Volvo, we've made driving safer for you and them. Visit safety.finlayvolvo.com to learn more. So they say if you give a man a gun, he'll rob a bank. But if you give a man a bank, he'll rob everybody. The good news for you is Private Money Club runs solely on peer-to-peer -peer relationships, which means no banks allowed. So finally, there's a community for real estate entrepreneurs where it is truly a win-win solution. This community is a place where you can connect with other lenders and other borrowers, and the end results, massive growth for you. You get to build your real estate empire, and you get to do it solving other people's problems. So if that sounds like a place you want to be, well then join us. Go to privatemoneyclub.com forward slash Kelly. And if you want 500 bucks off, just add the code Kelly500 and I'll knock 500 bucks off the premier membership. We'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas podcast where attitude is everything. On today's show, uh, we have an unscripted uh, episode and I am... <laughs> Very, very honored to be able to be here with you guys. Um, we want to give a shout out to Mr. Chris Noggle. Uh, this guy has really changed the way that I've thought about money. Uh, and also he's changing generational cycles as far as the way that people think about their finances and how to become their own bank. Uh, also, Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. Um, I don't believe that there's a, another dealership or environment that gives the type of service that Jim DiGiulio does at Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. This, I mean, it's unbelievable. A couple of years ago, um, when I say that, it's probably been 10, about 10, 11 years ago, I bought a car from this man and my wife was always skittish about any type of um, car buying experience, which a lot of you have had. And when we went, it was a completely different vibe that we experienced with Jim DiGiulio because my wife actually wanted to go back. She wanted to be in the environment. She wanted to um, experience it. And it wasn't just about the car. It wasn't about the price. You know what it was about? It was about how he treated us. And so I want to give a huge shout out to him. I want to thank everyone out there listening that uh, has helped us get us in the top 1% globally. Um, and uh, as far as all podcasts and while well, you listening, you sharing and you picking up, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We're not interviewing anyone today. I reached out and I asked some of my friends, uh, so, you know, do you have a couple of questions for me? And so we're going to be answering those questions on today on Unscripted. And this is something that we are going to be doing. Um, throughout and, uh, you know, being able to give a couple of shout outs and not giving shout outs just to our sponsors, which we absolutely love. And they have supported us from the very beginning, but also, um, some things that kind of changed the vibe for me and changed the vibe all around. And the uh, first couple of things that I want to, uh, a huge shout out to is, um, you guys always see, uh, this right up here in the, uh, that I'm pointing to. Now, if you're listening you don't see what I'm pointing to, but I'm pointing to a statue of Redman. There's only 500 of them that were ever made. Uh, it's made by a company called Concrete Jungle. And uh, Concrete Jungle is something that I found online. But it changed the vibe of, for me, my podcast room and the way that I was thinking about things. Because I'm a huge hip-hop head. I'm a huge uh, fan of um, old-school hip-hop. And I believe that the, you know, early, mid-'90s, uh, even into the late 90s, uh, hip-hop, but I would say more mid and uh, early 90s, is exactly where 
I love. And Redman was one of my favorite MCs because he was just completely himself. If you ever got to see the um, episode of MTV Cribs, he wasn't flexing on his house and, uh, you know, showing all his chains. It was in a one-bedroom apartment and his cousin was sleeping on the couch. And he did it completely different than everyone else was doing it. He's one of the top MCs that's ever been and one of the greatest in the game, but he wasn't trying to flex all the stuff. He was just being himself. And that vibe really changed things for me. So when I found Concrete Jungle on Instagram, I saw some statues that were coming out and I, I immediately, um, you know, I waited a year for that statue that's sitting up there. And, uh, you know, when it came, there's, again, there's only 500 of them. You can see another one that's on my uh, desk that's a, a Notorious B.I.G. And this is the blackout version. And, uh, you know, he has a little crown that uh, I could take on and off. Um, how does this increase my business? Um, <laughs> exponentially, I believe, because it changes the way that I think about things. It changes the vibe for me. And vibe is everything. Um, you know, when, when I was well, working today with my son, I, I walked back in, I went to the beach, and I came back from the beach, uh, reading, writing, and it was so heavy on my heart as far as like, you really can choose and construct the type of vibe that you want in your day. And you get a chance to be able to figure out exactly what you want, as opposed to what happens to you. And so I thought this was great in theory while I'm sitting at the beach, while I'm writing, while I'm praying, while I'm spending time with the Lord, but I walk back in, and the vibe in my house was completely different than the one that I had on the beach. So on the beach, it was peaceful. It was, uh, you know, there, there was some um, introspective thought. And then I got back to the house and my son was mad. My wife was a little bit frustrated. And they, <laughs> I was kind of wondering, like, you know, hey, it's Thursday. Uh, we live near the beach in Carlsbad. What can be bad? And... I yell to my son, Maddox, you know, how's your morning? And he yells out, I'm having a, you know, Mr. Sutherland is really mean. And Mr. Sutherland, I want to give a shout out to you because you're not mean. My son just didn't do his homework. So he was overwhelmed. And I said, come down. He said, I'm getting changed. And he was mad at me. I said, okay, son, you're good. You're good. You're good. He comes down and he's just angry. And my wife is frustrated. And I said, what's the challenge? He said, well, I, I have to do this work. I said, okay, so let's do the work. Let's, let's work it out together. He goes in, and when he goes to uh, uh, look in his backpack to, to get the book, then guess what? The book isn't there. He left it at school. So he gets even more frustrated, and I said, well, what was the book? He says, it doesn't matter, Dad. I don't have it, and I can't get it. I said, okay, son, what, what was the book? And he tells me, it's some, something about a bear. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he tells me the name. I Google it. I find the notes on it. I find the summary. And um, he's like, but I can't use that, Dad. I said, okay. I said, let's calm down. I got to read the first bit of the summary of it. He's like, yeah, but I got to do the chapter. So I looked on it. I clicked on the chapters. I said, what chapter are you on? Seven. Uh, so I clicked on chapter seven. I had to sign up for this thing. It only cost me $36 for the year. And it gave me the summary of all the chapters. And when I did, he was still resisting. He was resisting. He was resisting. And then I handed it to him, and he read over, and he was able to answer his questions. Well, his attitude and his vibe completely changed. And what I stopped him with, he said, thank you so much, Dad. But I said, I want, I want you to understand the lesson here, son, is it's not about your resources that you have. It's about the resourcefulness that you apply to the situation. And no matter what is happening, there is always an answer. And that answer is change your attitude and change the vibe. So this vibe that he had when he first started off, everything in his day was going to go wrong. And you guys have all been in these situations. I've been in these situations. And it was amazing because the vibe completely changed. Once he got the answers, once he got the summary, and once he was able to work on his work and do the stuff and he didn't have the stress in him. And some people would say, oh, that's cheating. Uh, I mean, you can judge me all you want, but as a parent, I would much rather my son be able to work through something, understand the resourcefulness, and maybe, I, you could call it cheating, you could call it whatever, but we summarized it. And I, I wanted him to see that no matter what it is, whether it be in business, life, relationships, that the vibe, in the, the vibe that you take into something, 
right, that is constructed by your attitude will change every single result that will happen in your life. And there's a book out there, uh, it's called Everything is Figure Outable. I didn't have to read the book because, um, <laughs> well, I will. My brother was really big on it, but we kind of had to do that as kids. Everything was figure outable. You know, we wanted to create, uh, you know, we wanted to have some money and we didn't have any money at the time. So what happened? My brother found now and laters. He bought them for 10 cents, sold them for 25. Everything is figure outable. On the flip side of it, when your attitude is poor, it causes your vibe to be poor. And that vibration causes poor things to happen and be attracted in your life. It's pretty simple, right? So, um, that, that's my, my story for today. Um, but also too, I wanted to go through and I have some uh, questions. If you guys have questions while you're listening, uh, throw them up and I'll answer them uh, immediately for you. So hit them in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, I want to thank you. If you're watching on Facebook, I want to thank you. Um, also too, I want to thank every single person out there that's been rocking with us that, uh, on the podcast and that has helped us get into the top 1% globally. Um, so I want to, I want to thank you guys on that. So the first question that, that I got in is how do you connect with your audience in an authentic way while uh, building brand and business. Okay, so this one's a, a massive one because there's so many people that try and sell something before they have a relationship with a person. And so I always believe that the relationship is first. You need to make sure, well, when I say you need, this has just been in my experience. In my experience, helping people to feel safe and getting to know people before you ever need them changes the vibe of the situation. And let me tell you, let me explain the vibe again. The vibe is the way that the person feels when they're in your presence. And studies have been done on this with water, different uh, vibrations. And you look at musicians. I was just talking to Paul Cardall the other day. And it works in science. It works in life. It works in relationships. It works everywhere. The vibration, like if you take water and you put a certain vibration on it, um, you speak to it positively or you speak to it negatively, it crystallizes and freezes in a different uh, pattern. Now, everything they say in science is a vibration. We abbreviate that to vibe. So what type of vibe are you putting off? And the vibe is the way that you make people feel in your, in your presence. And so when they walk away from you, how do they make you feel? Maya Angelou said, it's not what you say, it's not what you do, it's the way that you make people feel. How can we make people feel that way? Through the vibe that we project. And so how can we create that vibe and construct it? A lot of times it stems back to our attitude, okay? So when we have the attitude of pouring into people, of contributing to people, then people start to diffuse a little bit and they start to feel safe in the environment. Once they feel safe in the environment, they're okay with consuming what it is that you have. Now, if we come at someone, and you guys have all had this, um, I call it commission breath. If you've ever walked onto a car lot all, uh, outside of Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas, um, you'll feel commission breath. You'll see it, you'll smell it, you'll be, I mean, you can see it from a mile away. But the person that comes to you, and this was when I dealt with Jim DiGiulio the first time, and why I'm such a proponent of Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas is because the comment to me that was made by the salesman, not by Jim who owned the dealership, but by the salesman that walked up to me for my first experience, they said, I don't need to sell you this car. The features and benefits will sell itself. But if you do have any questions, I'm here to make sure that I can answer anything that you have. And then the salesperson walked away. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, this was unbelievable to me. So when you're connecting with your audience, but you're building a brand and you're building a business, understand and know that people will buy you before they'll ever buy anything that you're uh, selling. So understanding and knowing this concept, it takes time. It takes time to build a relationship. It doesn't take that much time to <laughs> create a transaction. But be weary because one transaction can cause people to move away. So, um, you know, when you're, when you're building your, your audience, um, I think that here's a, here's a misnomer and a myth, okay? People tell me uh, all the time, and I've heard this all the time, start with your end in mind, Okay. 
I would debunk that a little bit, the re, well, a lot of bit. The reason why is because if I start with my end in mind, I want to sell this person a car, and then I go into the relationship, that person's going to know what my intention was because of my heart. But if I go in with a, that I want to contribute, I want to contribute at the highest level. When I've gained the most loyalty and the most purchasing power of any person that I've ever dealt with, it's because I actually said no to them buying what I was selling. Now sit in that for a second. Imagine if I denied it. I had a woman, her name is Lori Thompson. She knows uh, she's out there and I, I love you, Lori, and I love you, Jay, and I love you, Christy, and I love you, Carl. And Lori lives in Florida, which is a very humid area. Well, I had products that weren't the best on her particular hair for humidity. And I knew that the product that I was using didn't really, it worked in Las Vegas where I was working, but it didn't work in, in Florida. And when she asked me about what products she should have, I said, honestly, it's probably not this one. She said, well, this one works well at my house or, you know, at my house and in my environment. And it's not the one that you sell. And I said, okay, well, don't buy the stuff that I am selling, buy that one. But what it did is it helped her to understand that she meant more to me than any product that I was ever selling. So hopefully uh, that came from Joe Graham too. And Joe Graham asked the question of how do I connect with my audience in an authentic way uh, while building my brand and business. Um, Toss the business and the brand to the side and think about how you want to truly be able to connect with the people. And again, people know like when you go into mode. Um, and this is a thing that, that I, I've, I've seen a lot. Uh, next one is um, what brings joy into your life? Uh, like this question is a loaded question. What brings joy? And this is the reason why I wanted to put some of the things that are here. I, I talked about the Red Man statue from Concrete Jungle. I talked about the, um, the Biggie statue that I have here on my desk that you'll see here in a second. And also uh, this right here. This brought a ton of joy into my life. And uh, for those of you listening, it's Opus Shoes. Now, Opus Shoes is not a sponsor of the podcast as of yet. Probably will be at some point because my friend created this. Opus Footwear, for me changed the game as far as what I wanted to wear when I left the house. Now, it created a different vibe because I know Mirko Mangum created this brand and my buddy created this brand and this sole and the, the way that it goes, it created a flat sole for the skaters to be able to have, um, you know, a, a great feel to it. The, the shoe looks amazing, but it's not about the features and benefits. It's about the story behind it. And for me, what brings joy to my life is supporting every single one of my friends that have a vision, that have something that they're really impacting the world with, and I can talk about them. That really changed the, the, the joy in my heart. And the other joy in my heart this morning was riding my bike, my electric bike, to take my son to school this morning. And I tell you, I live for this. I live for picking my son up on an electric bike. I, uh, I take him, I pick him up. I'm so excited about it, and it brings joy to my heart. Does it bring any uh, ROI to my business and all those? No, it doesn't at all. It doesn't change my business, although what it does, what does happen is over the years, I have had more people compliment or comment on the fact that while I'm riding with my son, they see a smile on my face and they wonder what it is that I'm doing. Then when I tell them I have a podcast, they want to listen. Then when I tell them that I have a, that I'm doing the vibe room, they want to come and experience it. But I want you to think about maybe 25 years out from right now. And if you were able to go out that far and then come back and ask yourself the question, like what's really, really important right now? Well, for me, think about brand building. For me, brand building is so very important because in the event that you build the brand of you, no matter what it is that you sell, people will consume. So for the podcast, the apparel is going to be coming out in the next uh, probably week or so. And the people who are rocking with the podcast and loving the podcast, and I want to thank every one of you, those are going to be the ones that are going to be like, yo, I want to get that shirt. And there's going to be a couple of shirts that we're designing. Actually, I was designing right before, I, uh, before we got on the podcast today that are coming. The Vibe Room is coming. 
to Carlsbad and to LA. And we're going to do another one in Orem. And what the Vibe Room is, is a live podcast where you get to be in the studio audience with a bunch of other amazing people who rock with the podcast also. And you get to be in the midst of these guests that are unbelievable, some of the most iconic people in the world. And you get to be there live. And then you get to network with the people in the audience. Imagine that. But that doesn't happen if we don't take the time to build relationships over the years. So next, uh, next question is, why is vibe so important? And, and this was a question that came in, and I, I love this question. Um, for me, why vibe is so important is seriously, like, if you buy a product or you don't buy a product, why do you buy or don't buy? It's because of the vibe. I had this happen yesterday. So think of this, my, uh, my windshield or my wife's windshield got cracked and I was so excited. Well, I wasn't that excited. I was excited to make my wife happy by going to get her um, <laughs> windshield fixed. So I went to the car wash. Well, I had called a company and there was a lot of like, you know, they were asking me a bunch of questions while I was driving and I didn't have the information. And I got frustrated. Maybe that's just on me, and I don't know, all of you guys are perfect, but I'm not perfect, and I get, you know, sometimes I get a little bit frustrated. So I, I got frustrated, and I was just like, oh, I don't have all that information, and I hung up. Well, then I went to the car wash, and there was a, a, a number that said, we replace or repair um, windshields. And I said, okay, this is cool. This is awesome. And I thought it was so convenient. I called. The guy's like, hello. I said, uh, well, sir, yeah, I would like to get my, and I was nicer than the guy who was providing service. And he's like, hello. I said, okay, um, I need to get my windshield fixed. He's like, what model? He was very curt with me. And then he's like, you could, I could text it to you and then you could send me this. And then I called him back because I had a question. He said, and I said, my name is Kelly Cardenas. I had just called. And then he's like, didn't you just call me and I told you to text me? And I was like, whoa. But I needed to get my windshield done. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll move through this thing. There was COVID, <laughs> right? That's why people, the biggest excuse in the world on why people don't give personal service anymore. And then I texted him and he was just, again, very just, just curt with me. And I was like, okay, cool. But he's going to be able to get it done on Thursday and I'm good. And then guess what? I was like, I'm about to spend money with this dude. And the vibe is off. I don't feel good. So then I hopped on another website, the same website that I got frustrated at the first time. And I went through the challenge. I went through it and it didn't have a person to it. So it had just technology. And I went through and I scheduled my appointment through technology, no person at all. And then I asked myself, is technology going to replace people? And here it was. Only when the vibe is off. Think about it. If I was to call, which I did, and that guy would have been like, thank you so much for your business. I appreciate you. We appreciate your local business. You know, we, we want to take care of you. If you have any questions, sir, go ahead and uh, let me know. If he had done that, he would have grabbed my business. He lost the business to technology because his vibe was off. And so I chose to go and do something that was more convenient. I didn't like it as much, but it was more convenient. Why? Because the vibe was off. And you know what? The crazy thing is, Exact same windshield, exact same price. And so I want to make sure that you understand that it is the vibe that is everything. Everything. It is not your product. If you're, if you're working just on your product or you're working on your price, then you're going to become a commodity. And when you become a commodity, be very conscious of this. And when I say this, be very conscious is because when you become a commodity, when the price drops somewhere else, the person is going to go to there. And when you're in the commodity market, there are people searching for just commodities. But when you're looking into the brand experience, when you're looking to build a brand or build a business that's going to be sustainable, we've got to look at the vibe that you're creating and it has to be intentional. Um, so I want to go to the next question here. Um, our next question is how can I construct a vibe in my life? So I think of it as not managing the vibe, but, how to construct it. So here's a couple. Um, I want you to sit in right now and I want you to ask yourself, have I constructed the vibe that is happening in my day right now? 
like the right now? Did I construct it or did it happen to me and I managed it? Here's a, a way. Like this morning when I walked in to see my son and my wife, um, the vibe had ha already happened in the house. Now, there was two vibes that happened. One, my daughter um, wanted to go to uh, Bressy Ranch right after school, which is a cool little area. She's riding her e-bike, and she happened to have some grades that weren't so savory. So mom said to her, well, you could go today, but if your grades don't come up by next week, you can't go. My daughter, her vibe was she reacted. So she reacted to it as opposed to constructing it. Now, had she come to her mom before and said, look, I know my grades are a little bit down. I'm working on them. I'm going to go to Bressy Ranch today, but I'm going to work hard on it. That would have been a completely different vibe. But she simply managed the things that happened to her. So she got frustrated, and then my wife got frustrated, and then my son, <laughs> I already told you his situation. So now the vibe is we're managing it. But let's think about constructing it. So when I came in, I'm not saying that I'm the hero, but when I came in, I had already decided that I want to have a great day. It's Thursday. It's early out today. I got a chance to do unscripted podcast with you guys. My vibe was everything is figure outable today. My son had a challenge. <laughs> well, let's just find a resource. Let's just be resourceful and find something because there is always an answer and always a way to be able to make it better. And how can you do that? Well, here's the first part is we have to make a decision that you are going to choose and construct the type of vibe. That's the first one, okay? And then the second one is, is to ask yourself, okay, what really changes my vibe? What really alters my attitude? Now, for me, I told you earlier, old school hip-hop, early 90s, mid-90s, into the late 90s, but I would say more mid to early, these guys, Opus Shoes, changed things. Because when I put them on, I felt cool. And I felt like I am wearing a shoe brand, Opus Footwear. I'm wearing that shoe brand. And my buddy created this. And now it's going to be, it's going all over the country right now. Some of the greatest skaters in the world are going to wear this shoe. But I know the guy who created it. So when I put it on my feet, I looked down on my feet. It changed my vibe. Old school hip hop. So ask yourself, what type of? Music are you listening to? Or think about it. What is the music? That music could be who you're listening to, like voices in your head. And sometimes, I don't know any of you guys, but I got multiple voices in my head. One is saying, oh, you could do it. You're the greatest. One is saying, you better keep it safe. And then another is saying, you, you, know, you messed up last week. Well, who do you think you are? And then I have 17 voices. I don't know if you guys have this inside your head. But which one do I want to be the loudest? My dad said it like this. My pop would say, boy, there's three dogs in life. <laughs> and whichever one you feed is going to be the biggest one. And so I always think about those dogs in my head. Is it going to be your spiritual side? Is it going to be the financial side? Is it going to be the personal side or the world's view? Which dog you feeding? I choose in my head, and it's just my choice, I choose to, to feed the spiritual dog because the spiritual dog will bring the finances and also help me with my worldview. So that helps me to be able to construct my vibe. But ask yourself, what type of music are you listening to right now? And that music could just be people, right? It could just be people that you're listening to. And like you're listening to a person who maybe hasn't done things at the level that you want to, and then they're telling you, you've got to play it safe. And then you have the friend that, uh, you know, Greg Reed tells me all the time, seek counsel, not advice. Counsel comes from someone who's actually done it. If I ask my friend Mark Willis about creating a business and working with some of the top celebrities in the world, you know what he would say? It's completely possible. Why? Because he already does it. If I asked my friend Mark, I'm thinking about having a concert in my backyard and bring some of the top level musicians to my backyard and then invite all my friends with lawn chairs to sit in my backyard and I'm not going to charge them anything. He would be like, yo, do it. Why? Because he's done it. But if I asked my friend who's never done it, they would say, well, you need to be cautious. That's, that's going to cost a lot. That's going to do this. Seek counsel, not advice.
That comes from Greg Reed. So when we look at how do we construct that vibe, first thing is going to be music. What are you listening to? What are you watching? Thank you so much for watching the podcast. Thank you so much for, uh, for listening to the podcast. And thank you so much for sharing and subscribing on YouTube. Second one is your environment. What type of environment are you putting yourself in? Not, I'm just not talking about the physical part. I'm talking about around you. What's, like this morning, I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning or 5.45 in the morning. I was a little groggy, whatever it was, but I stumbled downstairs and I was like, my environment, I got to get to the beach. I got to get to the beach. I got to get to the beach because when I hear those waves and I get to sit and I get to feel the sand, guess what happens? My vibe changes. So I changed my environment. If you can't change your physical environment, that's okay. Think about your mental environment. Sometimes you could just go outside. I got to sit at Mark Willis's house the other day uh, when I did the Vibe Room in Orem, Utah. And the, uh, the day after the Vibe Room, I got to sit outside on his patio. It wasn't the beach, but I got to look at the mountains. Where can you take 15 minutes away and create an environment to be able to safeguard what is going on throughout the day and you construct that. And then the third thing, guys, and it's very simple in, in constructing that vibe is like I was telling you before, it's little trinkets like the, the Biggie statue that's here by Concrete Jungle or the uh, Red Man or the Houston Oilers helmet behind me or the Jordan 4s that are up top. Jordan 4s, the black ones, the uh, 89 breads. These are my shoes. And if you know those, you are feeling me. You know exactly what it is. Like when I see those, it changes everything for me. So what are the little things that you could put in your life? I'm not relying on them, but what are the little things that can make me smile? Now, if you're watching on YouTube, which I appreciate you, make sure you subscribe. But in the event that you're watching, you can see a little blurry card when I move my head like that, and it's Earl Campbell's rookie card and when he was on the Houston Oilers. I'm a huge, huge Houston Oilers fan. What changed my vibe last night? Because <laughs> I went on the podcast... Yes, I watched my own and listened to my own. And Kevin Dyson, the receiver for the Tennessee Titans who caught the Music City Miracle, was on the podcast, and I got to interview him, and I got to clip out a couple of shorts. Now, when I say this, I clipped out a couple of shorts, so please go and watch those and go watch the podcast. But also, I looked back, and I got to be grateful that in 2000, I was watching the Music City Miracle happen and beating the Bills. Take that, Bills fans. A couple of days ago, I was sitting here in the studio interviewing the guy who actually did the play, and now he's my friend. So it was just these little tiny things that helped my vibe, and that's how we could construct it. So let's go back to it. Number one, what type of music are you listening to? Number two... What is your environment? Whether it be physical, mental, or emotional. And how can we shift that? And how can we be intentional with it? And then, what are the little trinkets? What are the little things? Like, I want to wear this jacket today. The reason why I want to wear the jacket is because it's from Aviator Nation. And at some point, Aviator Nation is going to be a sponsor on the podcast. But with Aviator Nation, the reason why I put it on is because during the pandemic, I watched, like a lot of you watch, don't judge me, the Tiger King. And the Tiger King was so exciting. We loved it because we had nothing else to do. We started the pandemic with the Tiger King and we ended it with the last dance. That was an awesome pandemic. But my wife got us sweatsuits. They were matching sweatsuits and it has, this has a tiger on it. If you could see when you're, if you're watching on YouTube and you're subscribed to it, you could see that there's a tiger on it. Now, it reminds me of my wife and I our time, getting to spend time together, and she has a sweatsuit like it. I have one. We got to wear it to a date night, and people asked us if we were on Sadie Hawkins' stands or a Sadie Hawkins' date. Little tiny trinkets, little things that you could put in your life that will change the vibe. People ask me all the time, like, oh, why do you wear the necklace that you wear? If you're on YouTube or you're on Facebook, you can see me right now, and you can see the, the, the logo. That logo was made, and these black diamonds were not because I was trying to flex. It was made by a guy named Travis Piper. And Travis Piper, was a, uh, his wife was a hairdresser, is a hairdresser in Indiana. And Piper Diamonds Company is the place that, honestly, like you should buy your diamonds from, but not because they have the, uh, the best prices or, you know, 
It's because Travis is phenomenal. And Travis was at a show. He said, can I get you a gift? And he sent me this necklace. And so he did the logo. He put black diamonds on it. And when I wear it, I feel amazing, but not because I have black diamonds on. It's because Travis took the time to hand make this. And he also made some jewelry for Big Black back in the day. And when, if you guys watch Robin Big. So these little trinkets that are around me, they remind me that life is good. What little trinkets can you put in your life that will remind you that if my attitude goes high, so does my vibe. And when my vibe goes high, then people feel different in my presence. And when they feel different in my presence, everything changes. We did this with the Vibe Room in Orem, Utah. And we're going to be doing one in July in uh, Orem. And we're going to be doing one, hopefully, uh, we're working out a date for the Vibe Room to be in Carlsbad in either June or August. And then we're going to do one in L.A. Got crazy guest lists, crazy people that we're going to be interviewing. But it's not about the people that I'm interviewing. It's not even about the chairs in the room. It's the way that people feel when they come to the event. And how can we shift that? There's a couple of, again, a couple of ways. Think about it. What type of music you listen to? What are the things that are coming into your ears? Only way that you can experience things is what you see, what you hear, and what you become aware of through the senses. Like, think about that. If I can start to be intentional on those things that come in, what can start to happen is now my vibe can kind of change a little bit. Imagine, like my son goes absolutely crazy when he knows we're going to Chick-fil-A. We went to Chick-fil-A the other night, and that boy was so happy we got home, he only ate half the chicken sandwich and didn't even eat all his fries. He was so happy to go to Chick-fil-A and he brags about it. And he was like, it's the best. It's the hands down. I was like, boy, you didn't even eat the whole thing. But how did he feel about it? And is he an evangelist of it? Yes. And this is the way that you know that a person is an evangelist of your brand and that they're feeling your vibe. Is that when they talk about you and your brand and your business unsolicited. And when you get to that point, that's when things really, really, really change. So the, the next question that we had is how can I ba bounce back from challenges when somebody smashes up against? Like when I have this vibe, this is a question that is a great question. And I want to thank you guys for this is there's so many people that will ask me this. They'll be like, I was having a great day. And then someone came in and they said this or they did this and then my vibe was off. Okay. So what I ask you to do is go back. I ask you to go back. Check what you were listening to, what your music was, what you were seeing, hearing, and becoming aware of through the senses. What your environment was, whether that be emotionally, physically, or spiritually. And then, what are the little trinkets that can remind you of the awesome blessings in your life? And a lot of times, if somebody could come in and bump up against you, bump up against your great vibe and change your vibe for the day, I guarantee you those three things that we just said, your music, your environment, and your little trinkets aren't really in place or they're not strong enough. You see, when I'm in this environment here in the studio, there's really nothing that could take me off my vibe. Well, I mean, I guess there's, there could be. But then I have to ask myself, did I put the stuff in play? Did I put myself in a place where I know that I'm going to have a great day? Now, when I woke up this morning, again, I woke up early and I'm not saying like some people bump, bump up against the 5 a.m. club. And I'm not saying it was because I got up early. I just, I like to go and sit at the beach early. The reason why I do that is because I also like to take my kids to school. So it's not that 5 a.m. or 5.45 is the answer. It's just for my life, because my kids go to school at 7.15 and 7.40, if I want to have that quiet time before, I've got to wake up at that time. If I want to get to the beach and I want to see a little bit of a sunrise, I got to get to the beach early. And so that's the commitment that I make, but your life might be a little bit different. But ask yourself, are we choosing... Are we choosing that vibe? And so um, 
I look at, and we go back to this question, like how do I bounce back? Well, how I bounce back is take a breath. Take a breath. Slow down. And this is something that I'm not really good at. <laughs> so when I speak of this, though, I find when I slow down, I actually speed up. And this is a hard thing for me to think about because I want to move, move, move. I want to go. That's my, I, I say it's in my DNA. Uh, I don't know this in my DNA. I think that it's because of the way that I was raised and the environment that I was raised in. That's okay. But when I identify that, I slow down. What I, what I have the tendency to be able to do is if I can take and I can do the music part of it. Like before I started this podcast, I listened to Don't Sweat the Technique by uh, Eric B. and Rakim. One of my, I mean, how can you go wrong? I was listening to De La Soul Radio on Pandora, and I would suggest it for you. Unbelievable station. So my music was there. My environment, I went to the beach like I talked about. And then my little trinkets. I got my watch on, which at some point, and this has been a, a thing for me, so if you work for Panerai and you're listening to the podcast, um, ultimately we'll have Panerai as a sponsor of the podcast in the Vibram. Why? Because I found this watch 13 years ago. Or not 13 years ago. It was actually more than that. So it was like in uh, early 2000. So this is 23. Wow, I'm, my years are going by fast. About 23 years ago, I was in Toronto. I uh, walked into a watch shop. Had no business being in there because I couldn't afford it. But the guy told me the story of the watch. He told me it was an Italian military issued. It uh, came into America. They released it in 1993. It became uh, popular because they put it on Sylvester Stallone and they had it in one of his uh, movies. It was a white-faced uh, one. And um, so it was a, uh, like the, the Navy SEALs of the Italian uh, military would wear this watch, the Panerai. And so I loved it and I searched for it everywhere. But I had limited thought process about watches because I didn't, um, because I didn't have the resources to be able to get it. And every watch shop I would go to, I'd look for a Panerai, but the places where I was going had swatches and fossil watches and they weren't carrying any Panerais at the time. And they also didn't have any Panerai stores in America. There was only one signature Panerai store and it was in New York. Well, I lived in Las Vegas at the time. So fast forward 12 years from that point, I get married. So this was, uh, yeah, uh, fast forward about eight or nine years, actually. So eight or nine years later, I get married and, or no, no, uh, fast forward 13, or it's 13 years from that point. So I see it in the early 2000s. On my third anniversary, wedding anniversary, June 21st, to my beautiful wife, Brooklyn, I thought that I was the man and I was going to get her uh, an iPad. And so I go and I get her an iPad too because it was hard to get and I was able to get to the front of the line. Everyone was so excited. Like, or I was excited. Everyone was excited to get an iPad too at the time. And I got the little cover that went over the top. You guys remember the magnetic one and it rolled up and it, all the stuff. Well, I knew someone and I got the iPad. I was so excited. I gave it to her and I was like, pow, pow. It dropped in her lap. She looked at me and she was like, thank you so much. And I was like, I looked at her and I, I didn't see any gifts. So I was like, I won. We went to dinner that night. We went to Mastro's in Las Vegas, and uh, she was not carrying anything when we walked in, mind you. So we sit down, we have dinner, and then she uh, reaches under the table and she grabs a bag. I don't know where the bag comes from, but she hands me the bag, and I feel the weight of the bag. It's heavy, and I'm petty. So I'm like, it's heavy. It must be a nice gift. But I reach inside the bag. I pull it out. And guys, I had visited this watch for 13 years before this night. I knew the size of the box. I knew the weight of the box. I knew the feel of the box because I used to go to watch stores and not buy it, but they used to bring it out and show me. And I was like, wow. So right when I felt it, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I just got her an iPad too and she got me this watch. But on top of that, she had actually, unbeknownst to me, flown all the way to New York just to go to the store to have the experience to buy me the watch. The only store in, in America at the time. And the only place she could get it. 
But she flew all the way there with her mom and went to the Panerai store and bought the watch, brought it back on my third anniversary. You can imagine I'm sitting there and I had just got her an iPad too. How do you think I'm feeling? I'm feeling horrible about myself. I'm feeling like next year I'm going to beat you so bad. I'm going to get you something that's so meaningful and so expensive. I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking, but I'm like, it blows me away. But my connection to Panerai has nothing to do with how, much, how good of time it keeps, how much the watch costs, um, all those. It was connected to the story. The guy told me the story in Toronto. And then 13 years, I want the watch. And then my wife gets me the watch, but it's not only the watch itself, it's the story behind it. It's the way that the watch made me feel. It goes back to the vibe. So that's why Panerai will be a sponsor of the podcast is because the vibe that I have about Panerai is on a different level. When I see one, I know them. I talk about them. I talk about my marriage. I talk about, you know, my experience and going through and all these things to be able to understand and connect with this piece of machinery. Are there other watches that are maybe made better? (laughs) I don't care. Are there ones that are less expensive that tell better time? I don't care. Because of the way that the watch makes me feel because the story that's connected to it and that is the vibe of Panerai for me. Do you have a connection point with every single person who's consuming your products or your services or is in your environment for them to become an evangelist? I'm an evangelist of Panerai. I don't think it's for everyone, but I do think it's the coolest watch out there. And I don't think that anything can compare to it in my head. There's going to be people that are rocking with me on that. And there's going to be other people like, yo, I like a, a Patek, a Patek Philippe or Patek Philippe. I like, uh, you know, I like a Rolex. I like a Breitling. I like, and I'm, I'm cool. Whatever it is that you want. But I could tell you, as for me and my house, <laughs> we will wear Panerai's. That's what we'll wear. So think about the vibe that you're constructing. And it's amazing because once you, once you start to think about that vibe, it kind of takes on a life of its own. And then people will interweave their own stories into it. And when they interweave their own stories, it becomes their story. And then they become an evangelist for what it is that you're doing. And once that happens, it is curtains. There is no way. There's no, I mean, honestly, there's very, there's very little chance that you could peel me away from those things. Like the shoes above me, the Jordan 4s. You can't peel me away from that being the top shoe of all time for me. The black fours from 89, those are the bread ones, so those are newer ones. But I got them in 1989 when my parents spent $125 when my dad only made $1,100 a month before taxes. And they bought two pairs. That was $250 out of $1,100 a month that my dad made, and that was before taxes. But the story behind it and the way that those shoes make me feel is on a completely different level. The way that De La Soul makes me feel is a completely, it changes my vibe. It's from 1989 until now, when I hear De La Soul, it changes the vibe of everything that's happening. What type of music can you listen to? What type of trinkets like the shoes up top can change things? And how can you change your environment to change that vibe? And when you answer those questions for yourself, it's amazing what can happen. So I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in for a, a, a episode of Unscripted. Um, we do these every now and again. I want to do them more. And, you know, I come in and uh, I'll answer questions for you guys. And uh, I'll answer things that, that are going on and, and talk to you about things that are on my heart. That's why it's Unscripted. And um, I want to thank you for rocking with the podcast. I want to thank you for, uh, you know, patronizing our sponsors. Checking out our sponsors, Jim DiGiulio, you're an absolute genius. You have transformed the way that business for me is done because it's not about what you do. It's not about what you sell. It's not the price, but what it is, is the way that people feel and the vibe that they walk away with. And you have created, Jim DiGiulio, uh, Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas, you've created a vibe that is absolutely second to none. Mr. Chris Nagel, the money multiplier events 
in the event that you're not going to them, you're doing yourself a disservice because it's not just about the information and changing the way that you think about money and investing and becoming your own bank, but it's also the vibe in the environment and that everyone's there wanting to make you better and helping you out. And it's amazing because Chris Nago is a guy who shines a light on every single other person when he could just be shining a light on himself. If you haven't got a chance to experience the Vibe Room, guys, the Vibe Room is coming uh, to a city near you. Uh, we're going to be doing Carlsbad. Uh, we're also going to be doing L.A. We're going to be doing Orem, Utah. The Vibe Room is a live podcast, and so you're going to get a chance. Uh, the last time we had four guests, absolutely phenomenal. We had Sean Whalen from uh, Lions Not Sheep. We had uh, Spring Benson, one of the, uh, the top in real estate in the state of uh, Utah. We had James Dixon, one of the top motivational speakers in the world, has 1.4 million subscribers on YouTube. And we also had Mirko Mangum, who, is, uh, who has Opus Footwear. Um, I, I'm calling it now the official footwear of the Kelly Cardenas podcast. And um, it's a, it's, the Vibe Room is a place where you get a chance to have unfiltered and experience unfiltered conversations with these iconic people. So uh, check that out. The, um, the apparel is going to be dropping in, uh, in about a week. Uh, so check that out too. But I want to thank you guys all for rocking with us, helping us to get in the top 1% globally as far as all podcasts. You guys are amazing. I want to thank you so much. And please hit me on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, wherever, and subscribe on YouTube because uh, my son thinks I'm cooler when I have uh, <laughs> more subscribers on YouTube. Um, but I want to, I want to thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. This is one of the, uh, most amazing projects that I've ever done. And, um, so I want to end the show with, uh, giving some advice to my kids, Maddox and McKenna. First of all, I love you more than life itself. I love the both of you and you both, uh, I want you to make sure that you stay as individual as possible. My advice to both of you today, Maddox and McKenna would be that your attitude determines your altitude. No matter what circumstances you ever have in your life, your attitude will get you out of them and get you to rise above them. Your attitude and your vibe that you create will open up opportunities that you don't even deserve to be in, that you will not be qualified to be in, but your attitude will take you to another level. It will always be your attitude and the vibe, the way that you make other people feel in your presence that will open up endless opportunities, open rooms to you, relationships, and those relationships will turn into opportunities. Your dad has lived a life of the 98-2 rule, which Campa, your Campa, taught me. And what that is, is 98% attitude and 2% aptitude. If you have the right attitude, you can figure things out no matter what it is. Don't ever, Maddox and McKenna, look at your resources Simply look to your resourcefulness and how you can create an attitude and a vibe that says <laughs> every single thing in the world can be figured out and can go in my favor. I love you both more than life itself. You're the greatest, so act accordingly. And I am officially off the hot seat.